back to Go For Two podcast. This is our preview episode. I'm Liam, your host, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Patrick. Patrick, we've had some breaking news before we've gone on air, so uh, how excited are you for Cam Newton to be back in the NFL? Yeah, absolutely. Buzzing. Two reasons. One, because I do love Cam, just all throughout his career. I think his MVP season 2015 was so good. And then for number two, so we don't have to watch PJ Walker or Sam Darnold <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't excited for the um, XFL star PJ Walker to take over the job then? <laughs> no, I'm not. That we, We've had that story. I know he's been in every league going, hasn't he? So we've had that now. He's had a nice story. Let's not see him play after this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to get one weekend, isn't he? Um, yeah, he's got yeah. play this week. Isn't he? Yeah, so big news coming out of Carolina. Nice story. Uh, we just actually read that the salary is up to 10 million. Uh, it looks more like six, seven is guaranteed, definitely. But ten million seems realistic. Ian Rathpore just tweeted, uh, "This is real starter money for a quarterback they believe in," which I find interesting. Uh, were you shocked to see him getting so much money, or do you think they just had to do it with uh, Darnold being out for six weeks? I was surprised, considering we're going into like week ten, right? That's just what <laughs> yeah. surprised me of um, getting the money. But yeah, good on him. He's obviously got a good agent and. He felt confident in waiting out for start of money, hasn't he? And a starting job, which he's got. So, Yeah, definitely. Uh, it'd be fun to see. I think him and Christian McCaffrey are going to have some uh, fun uh, option plays in the red zone for the rest of the season. Uh, he's vaccinated as well now as well, which is one of the reasons they've signed him. So hopefully he can have a full healthy season and get back in the league for for next year. Maybe with Carolina after the Darnold experiment failed. We'll, we'll see. Uh, any other bit of news? Odell Beckham apparently not going to sign or announce where he's signing until after Sunday's games, uh, which makes me laugh as he's basically saying Seahawks, Packers, Raiders, Chiefs, one of you four teams need to win this weekend to get me on that or is he just giving himself extra time? I'm not sure. But uh, has your mind been changed? I know off air you spoke to me and you, do you think the Saints are most likely? Do you still think that's the case? Yeah, I mean, there's no real indication that, I mean, I, I, every time I refresh my Twitter feed, there's someone saying that the, the Chiefs are the favourites now, or no, it's the Packers are the favourites now, so we'll see how it goes. I'll be quite happy when he signs and then just gets on the field. <laughs> Me too, if it's with the Chiefs. <laughs> no, I'm... Uh... I think it's still Packers or Chiefs for me. Uh, I see the point, actually, of the Patriots quite a lot because he can be their their weapon, their wide receiver one. Um, the scheme doesn't quite suit his skill set, but uh, Matt Jones is a good QB, but I think the Saints would be the worst option. Trevor Simeon throwing you the ball is not going to get you enough yards and targets for me to uh, generate a massive contract in the summer, but we shall see. We'll see where he goes. Um, let's move on then, talk about the games for this weekend. Uh, also, this is the last weekend where I will not have a podcast mic because you won't have to listen to my average audio, unfortunately. Uh, let's start with tonight's game then. Ravens at Dolphins. The spread is Ravens minus seven and a half, just over that crucial, crucial touchdown. Uh, I can imagine where we're going to go, both of us, with our <laughs> thoughts, our thoughts on, the, on the season so far. But uh, Tua, allegedly, he's fully healthy now, back to full health. Uh, obviously, it is in Miami. Defence for the Ravens has not been as good as usual. Are there any hopes here if you were a Dolphins fan or <laughs> not really? Right. So I, I've been pretty busy this week. I didn't realise that Chua is going to be playing. Is that right? Apparently, yeah. Apparently so. That should be. That makes the game a little bit more interesting, to be, to be honest with you. Obviously, the Dolphins 
coming off a win, aren't they? I know it was over the Texans, but I think they just need kind of respectability back, yeah. to be honest. I mean, they can't do anything, can they? They're not going to improve their um, draft position at all. So that's gone in the kind of the first round. I just think they need some respect and to save some jobs. I think that would go through the front office, the coaching, and especially the quarterback. So I think the Dolphins are quite interesting kind of watch for a bad team going through the rest of the season. But as far as tonight goes, mate, I don't see anything apart from the Ravens ground and pound on offense and then going through that awful offensive line. I mean, Dolphins are giving up the most pressures, aren't they, in the league? I'd imagine that that's not going to change on a dime tonight. So, No, I agree. That's not going to change with a team that blitz more than nearly anyone in the NFL. They're just going to blitz those tackles pretty much all game long, I think. And I agree. I think Miami haven't got a motivation to tank because they haven't got their own pick. They've got the 49ers first-round pick, haven't they? So they can just kind of sit back and watch the 49ers lose, hopefully for them and then try and win some games themselves. But yeah, I think this week's a step too far. Another little nugget, the Dolphins play the most man coverage in the league, and what you don't want to do against Lamar is play man coverage, because if you play a man coverage, you've got no one to spy the quarterback. So either they need to change their whole scheme, which is also hard to do on a short week, or you're going to get torched in the run game, and I think torched in the run game seems seems pretty likely. So I'm going to go uh, Ravens minus 7.5. I wish it was 6.5, but I still take the 7.5. Yeah, I'm going the same. I've got uh, probably one of the more confident ones of the week, I would imagine, until we wake up Friday morning. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was. I, I have picked a few games I would normally pick because the NFL seems to have four or five underdogs every week that are, uh, that are winning games, but I don't think it's going to be going to be Dolphins. Uh, let's move across to, to Sunday then. This week we've actually got four later games. We've got one less early game, which is nice. I do hate it when they have three late games and loads of early games because I think it's hard to keep up with it all but um, some interesting early games let's start off with the Saints-Titans and yes. Saints at Titans I assume this is the game on Sky am I right? Um, I tweeted it out yesterday I, I, yeah I think it is yeah yeah. it's the best game for me on this later let's have a yeah it's absolutely here. the it's absolutely the best game Browns and Patriots was one yeah. of Money. Yeah, it's Saints, Saints and Titans of the game on Sky, which I think makes sense. The line here then, Titans are at home. Uh, they are 6-0 and against playoff teams from last season, and this week they are only minus three favourites at home. Which, yeah. Did that surprise you? I think the Titans line surprised us every week, hasn't it, since they beat it, the Bills? It did, that did, uh, when you sent that through, that really surprised me, yeah, with the Saints coming off a bad loss as well. No, it did surprise me. quarterback as well. Yeah, Simeon at quarterback and Taysom Hill, obviously, maybe he was going to get a few more snaps this week, but I don't think that really kind of moves the needle as far as the spread goes. And yeah, Great game. Great game this week. I'm interested to see what the Titans' offence can do against the Saints' defence because, obviously, without Henry now, I mean, they didn't rely so much, did they? It was, it was a shock, really that kind of didn't rely on McNichols at all last week. It was, I mean, what they actually got from the run game was terrible. Combined, yeah. you, combined you would expect that to be kind of like 60% of Derrick Henry <laughs> from like uh, yeah. four, four of them, including Tannehill. So, yeah, it's real interesting. I can see it being a low yardage again from the Titans this week, but I think that the way that they're playing, they just got a little bit too much. And with Simeon at quarterback... 
I'm going to go Titans minus three. I just can't trust the Saints to be covering when you've got Trevor Simeon at quarterback. No, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game as well. I think the Titans' offense, as time goes on, they'll develop and, and improve without Henry. But the Titans' offense was pretty poor against the Rams. It was just the defense was so good. Stafford was so bad that they had such a big win. But um, yeah, the total for this game is 44 and a half. I would tend to go under that as well, I think, with mm, uh, how much yeah. these two run the ball. Yeah, uh, definitely and, agree with you there. Yeah, and Kamara's missing as well. So they've got no Kamara, so they're going to be leaning on Ingram at running back, um, potentially. So I think that this could be a low total game. But I'm going to go Titans minus three as well. I could see them winning by a touchdown, maybe a couple of field goals potentially. Uh, I just don't trust Simeon to be able to come back. And even though he beat the Bucks, I know, but uh, I don't think he can do it twice, come back and beat a team like the Titans, whose defensive line we spoke about on Monday's episode, that their defensive line played incredible this season. So I think they'll be able to get home enough against a good O-line. Uh, I think the Titans will, will do well. What, what are your thoughts on the over-under? Would you be going under 44 and a half? Or do you think that's a bit of a stay away? Oh, it's yeah, it's pretty low, isn't it? I reckon it's going to hover around there. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be super confident going over. Nice, cool. Well, Titans minus three then. At the moment, uh, we've won both of us. Every time we pick the Titans, we've won. So uh, they're one of our, uh, our our lucky teams. Let's move on to a team that we don't get so lucky with: the Falcons. Falcons at Cowboys. Cowboys at home are favoured by eight and a half. Uh, in America, this was nine and a half. But UK bookies down to eight and a half, so there must be a lot of Falcons backers over here on these parts. Uh, what are your thoughts on the spread? Obviously, over a touchdown after the Cowboys had a bit of a uh, humiliating defeat. Was this number surprising to you, or do you think it was about right? That's too big for me. Uh, honestly, when I saw that, I just think that's that's too big for me. Dak last week didn't look right. I know he came out straight away and said it was a bad team performance all around. It's got nothing to do with my calf. Well. I'm not sure that that's going to be fully true. So, yes, as far as the spread goes, I'm I'm 100% going the Falcons to cover. I actually think the game itself is um, really interesting as well. If the correct kind of Matt Ryan can turn up again. By the way, he's like, he's not going to be in the conversation for MVP, but if I was doing a top 10 list, he'd be in there. Yeah, he played really well last week, didn't he? Really well. Yeah, he did play really well. And the that I said it on Monday that I went back and um, watched this game at Game Pass. Um, I think it was like Tuesday night or something. And that throw to Patterson that is just so plot. That's who you need, like when you're falconing, as they say, when you're giving up a massive lead all of a sudden in the fourth quarter. That's just a clutch player. Yeah, mate, I, I'm I'm definitely going the Falcons to cover the spread here. And if the Cowboys come out like they did against the Broncos, they could lose this game again. But, yeah, I'm going. I'm going Falcons, definitely. Yeah, I'm the same. Falcons plus eight and a half. I always <laughs> seem to pick. There's two teams that I always seem to pick. <laughs> and they're two teams that have terrible losses every single week. Nearly. Falcons and Vikings. Uh, I'm just going to go with the Falcons again, I think. Plus eight and a half is a little bit too much. I know Gallup could be back, couldn't he, potentially, for the Cowboys, but C.D. Lamb's still got that little ankle knock. Uh, and I think Carl Pitts and Woodrow Patterson have looked like pretty good weapons for Matt Ryan. So I think the Cowboys probably win the game, but 
I do like the Falcons to uh, to cover eight and a half. So I get my Falcons jersey out again this weekend to, <laughs> to cheer them on like last week. Falcons have been much better uh, on the road as well this season than they have at home. Yeah, they have. So, yeah, interesting. And they're right in uh, right in line for that seventh, sixth seed, aren't they, as well? That's what they're fighting for. Yeah, and I mean, with the Saints now, with Simeon, it's, it could jump above them maybe to like a, a sixth seed. You kind of cement yourself there, so... Interesting division now with Cam coming back as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, cool, let's move over to the next one then. Not such an interesting division. Jags at Colts in the <laughs> AFC South. Colts are favoured by 10 points. I actually thought this might be a little bit more. I don't know why. I did think it might be similar to uh, to another game later on that's 11.5. But no, it's Colts minus 10. Urban Myers covered the spread three out of the eight games that uh, they played so far. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on this game? Because for me, I think a lot of it will depend on what offense are the Jags actually going to call. Because they call another terrible offensive game, God's defense is just going to hurt them too much, I think. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Even though it's crazy to say, I mean, if you go back and watch that Jags-Bills game, if the Jags play like that on offense again, I just think they've got absolutely no chance of winning this game. Yeah. It was They were actually so bad, and somehow they beat the Bills in that game. There's just... If that happens again this week, which, let's be honest, there is a chance of that, isn't there? It's not like yeah. that was an outlier last week. They are quite bad overall, just talent-wise. So, yeah, the cult, it's a big number, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big number. Oh, you've gone first. I'll go first in case uh, you want to pick a different one, because you are, again, behind me in the standings. Just want to point that one out there one well, more time. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go Colts minus 10, just because, like you said, the Jags' offense was so bad last week. Uh, and I think the Colts' defense is okay. And more importantly, Jonathan Taylor, who looks like he's going to win the Russian title this year, he's 100 yards ahead of everyone else who's still playing uh, playing football for this this regular season. I think he's coming into his own now. And when you've got Hines as well coming out the backfield to, to catch passes, I just think that they're going to be able to control the game. So I think Colts, as long as they don't have any red zone issues with your old buddy Carson Wentz throwing some terrible picks... I'm quite confident I'm going to go Colts minus 10. Yeah, I'm I'm going to join you because I just flashed back two weeks ago when I took them against the Seahawks <laughs> and they got absolutely wiped out. I mean, mate, that is two awful performances in a row and they managed to win one of the games, which is just a miracle really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. They, they've, they, I think sometimes they've been worse than people realise. I know people talk about the Texans a lot, but the Jags have actually, I think, been worse than what people think sometimes. But... Um, yeah, I, I thought you might go Jags plus 10, and I thought I could, might, might convince you, but unfortunately <laughs> not. Uh, next game then, crucial game actually in the AFC playoff race. We've got the Browns at Patriots. Uh, Browns obviously still a good chance to win the division. Pats uh, are coming back now in the division, aren't they? They're only one game behind the Bills, but uh, definitely looking like wildcard hopefuls at least. And Pats are favoured at home by two and a half points. Uh, and this line before the season was actually Pats by half a point. So that tells you the market is uh, becoming more pro-Patriots here. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Obviously, Matt Jones trying to break Brian Burns' ankle last week. He's been in the media all week. Uh, yeah, it has, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Because uh, that's a dirty play for me, but Patriots fans seem to love it, don't they? Yeah, so I think if you if that's your team's quarterback, you're absolutely loving it. I'm going to be honest with you. If Jalen Hurts was wrapping something <laughs> like that, I'd be uh, quietly... Probably wouldn't tweet about it, but I'd be quietly thinking, but 
good lad, you know what I mean? But I've seen everything make from like, oh, it should be three game suspension and all of that. So is Burns is Burns is okay, right? Uh, he went out of the game with an ankle injury, but I think he's hopeful to play this weekend. Yeah. 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 So it'd be a bit worse if he'd snapped his ankle now and he was out for the season. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot different. Yeah, <laughs> that is. But. Uh, but yeah, they've been talking a lot about that, talking a lot about Odell. Um, the defence, JC Jackson playing incredibly well. Uh, like I told you, in America, everyone's banging on about the Patriots as one of the best two, three, four, five teams in the AFC. What are your thoughts on this game? Because uh, if they're a top team, they should be beating uh, a team like the Browns at home, if you would think. Yeah, you would say so. I think overall, this is probably my favourite game of the week, just because feels pivotal in the kind of the wild card race. And now you really can't count the Patriots out of the division. If you mate, if you can lose to the Jags, <laughs> anything can. I, it's not like I know we keep going on about it, but it was just like the worst loss imaginable because the Jags were just so bad on offense. I just think that you, that can happen at any time now, so I can't rule that out. But yeah, this is a great game. I really this. I knew the line for this was going to be like. Really tricky. Yeah, and it doesn't help that the Browns kind of blew out the Bengals because immediately in my head I'm thinking, when it's close like this, I always think, well, I'm picking really to win the game. Kind of, I know you can win by a point, but really, I'm, in my head, I'm picking to win the game. And yeah, I think Chubb, is Chubb hurt again? I saw that earlier. Yeah, so uh, Chubb's out with COVID, isn't he? As well, uh, so he's oh. not going to play. So I, I thought, I actually thought the line would change dramatically not dramatically I guess but I thought it would change to a point but it's kind of stayed steady two and a half it's got out to three sometimes and it comes back to two and a half but uh, I think I'm going to go Browns plus two and a half here I think I'm going to roll oh, with going to have a different one <laughs> I'm not a believer in the Patriots being this team that are going to cause everyone trouble going forward and as a Chiefs fan I've been much more scared about playing the Browns than the Patriots so I'm going to use that as my barometer to who I think is a better team and I think as long as they can get some run game going, uh, I think with Landry and the tight end options, I still think the Browns can score enough points. So I'm going to lean Browns plus two and a half, and I hope they lose by one point, because that would just be hilarious after you saying that uh, they could lose by one point. But we'll say. Yeah, I'm going to go the Patriots, just because probably then Chubb out. But when uh, when Chubb and Hunt were out a few weeks ago on Thursday night, Dearness Johnson, really, he went over 100 and... 50 yards, I think it was. It was like maybe 130 or something. But now I'm going yeah, to go the was. Patriots. I'm going to go the Patriots in this game. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, by the way, I'd, which makes me not want to do this. But no, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to go the Patriots. Nice. Well, in terms of the uh, to win the game, 91% of the cash in America is on New England to win the game. So you are you are with the uh, well, favorite well. option for the public there. Uh, and the game total is 45 as well. So they are expecting a low-scoring game with a total of 45. That's even less than the game with the Saints, with uh, Trevor Simeon playing. So, yeah, low-scoring game projected. But we'll see. I'll go Brownies. Support uh, my friend Josh's team. Why not? Uh, next one, then. Two worst teams in that division. We've got the... Oh, no, sorry. One worst team. I've been harsh then on the Bills. <laughs> Bills <laughs> I was just thinking, what game are we going up here? <laughs> Bills at Jets. Uh, this line in America, again, also a whole point and a half higher than it is uh, in the books over here. So we've got Bills minus 11 and a half. Similar spread to the Jags game. Obviously, on the road as well. They didn't cover the Jags game. 
normally I think me and you would be wouldn't even think about this and we just say the Bills and we might both might pick the Bills anyway. But after last week, do you have a bit more kind of caution in your pick? Yeah, absolutely. And not just because last week, but also because the Jets look like they can score points when Mike White is a quarterback. I'm not saying he's going to be the future for them, but they look like they can put some points up. So, and he's yeah. back this week as well to start. Yeah, yeah, he is, isn't he? So, and the Jets are two and one at home. No, mate, I'm I'm going to go straight in. I'm going to take the Jets here. I think this is going to be a, a closer game than perhaps it what it would seem. Do you know what I mean? It may be like. You can write the Bills off as a really bad performance last week, but the Jets are the Jets are putting up points. That means the Bills are going to have to put up quite a high amount to be covering. So no, I'm going to I'm going to go Jets. I like him. I like Mike White. I don't know why. I think everyone <laughs> seems to like him. <laughs> everyone loves Mike White on Twitter. It's definitely a Twitter thing. Have you? The question is, have you had an order yet from Mike White item? Oh, I'm not, mate. I, I wish I had. I think I've exhausted all my Jets orders because I had so many <laughs> during the summer and the early part of the season. I think if he somehow beats the, the Bills with a field goal drive or something at the end, I think you could be seeing a few Mike White orders because the fans are going to be uh, the fans are going to be all over him. I fear for Zach Wilson if they can if the Jets somehow win this game. Story all week, an absolute. Hey, and it's a story like, like not to be like sadistic or anything, but I love stories like that. Do you know what I mean? Because that's very much a Brady Bledsoe thing, isn't it? Yeah, it really is like a modern day. So yeah, interesting. We'll see. Um, yeah, Josh Allen had his worst game in most statistical categories, apart from turnovers. Uh, last weekend, he was terrible. His accuracy was really, really bad. They didn't run the ball a lot. Uh, but I still think I'll go with the, the usual. I'll go with the Bills, minus 11 and a half. Uh, they do cover, or historically, before the last three weeks, they do cover more often than not. So I'm going to go Bills, minus 11 and a half. Give us our second difference of the week, second difference of the early slate, which I like. And next then, we've got oh, two dream quarterbacks here. We've got the Lions at the Steelers. Darren Goff at Big Ben. Uh, Steelers are favoured, though, by eight points at home. Again, what are your thoughts on this line? Too, too, too much? Too little? Because I know Steelers defense is going to get at Goff, aren't they, all game long? But Steelers don't often cover big spreads. No, they don't. And I'm, I'm actually just looking now, and they, they're the only team that has a winning record in football that has like a minus points differential because they just do not <laughs> score many points. So that worries me on such a big line. Did you watch the Monday night football? I thought that was um, they were they looked like they were going to cover for so long, didn't they? And then they yeah, they the Bears should have won. To be honest, yeah, same here. Yeah, some obviously some crazy, crazy um, refereeing decisions. But yeah, what's your thought on that tournament call quickly before we move on? We haven't really spoke about it because we recorded before the game. What where he hip checks in? Yeah, after he does the taunting, so he does the celebration after the sack. Then he hip checks him. Then after the hip check, he throws the flag and calls a taunt. Yeah, that's the ref being an idiot. Absolutely ridiculous. I just don't understand that. I just hope that they don't take this and then amplify it and like this is yeah. it forever now because that is just absolutely ridiculous. Like from the game, isn't it? Technically, that's the kind of thing that you see like teenagers do when they go to a club for the first time <laughs> when you like shoulder someone. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've seen some wild stuff this week about rigging and 
whatnot. I just I'm not interested in any of that. I just I hope this is not like the start of this season is not the start of this is what we've got to look forward to for the next like thirty years of watching the NFL. But yeah, it's just ridiculous. He was doing a Patrick move in a Manchester nightclub in the early 2000s. I think, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that was the plan. Um, yeah, going back to this game, um, Decker, left tackle for the Lions, is back, which means Sewell's probably going to go to right tackle. When Sewell was right tackle, he played absolutely terrible. So I think that would worry me as well, because TJ Watt often lines up on the left-hand side, so he'll be rushing against the right tackle. So that is a big worry for me. I wanted to pick the Lions. I'm, I'm still debating it, to be honest, but that was my main concern. Changing the O-line again, uh, best rusher uh, probably outside Miles Garrett in the league at the moment, rushing your player who's played left tackle all his life, switched to right tackle, had a mare, came back to left tackle, had really good games, and now you're going to move him back. I think that could be a disaster for Jared Goff, who's not great uh, outdoors and under pressure, is he? No, not at all. No. TJ Watt, like you said, is playing absolutely out of his mind as well this season. It's only kind of Miles Garrett that's stopping the kind of defensive player of the year talk, isn't it? I think I've decided that even though the minus points differential for the Steelers scares me, I'm going the Steelers to cover because they're just the Lions just don't seem to be well, they've regressed really, haven't they? So Yeah, they've got they've actually gotten worse, haven't they? The yeah, I don't know why you can be zero and eight and then regressing still, but yeah. <laughs> uh, they're minus nine in America as well, Pittsburgh. So a lot of people fancy them over there. Under over for this game, 42 and a half. That is a hell of a low total. Yeah. Uh, if it only gets to 42 and a half, the Lions are probably going to struggle uh, to cover. But I'm going to let's mix it up because I've got a bit of a lead. I'll go Lions plus eight. I'll go on the Jared Goff bandwagon. And I, this is exactly what you do. Whereas on the Monday, you're going to regret this pick and think you never did it. That's <laughs> going to be me this week. Well, it's 42 uh, zero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. But yeah, let's why not? Let's go against Big Ben for a week. Let's go, uh, Jared Goff. Uh, last game then of the early slate, we've got the Buccaneers at Washington Football Team. Uh, the Bucks are seven and a half point favourites on the road. So again, just over that touchdown. There's a lot of spreads there, just over that touchdown, which is uh, is a bit frustrating. Um, Antonio Brown's still out. Gronk is out. Godwin might be out as well. Uh, so what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, decent spread that, isn't it? Just looking back at the uh, wild card game here, and they covered, they beat by eight points. That's interesting. That was a good game. Same quarterbacks as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So hmm. no, I still like the books weapons. Yeah, I think. I just like the books weapons overall. And as we've spoken about every week, I gleefully speak about every week, Washington's defence is not what we thought. So probably one of the least interesting games of the week, I would say, this overall. So I'll just go the books, I think, to to cover there. Yeah, same. I'm going to go the books as well. Obviously, they had the bye week, didn't they, last week? So last time they played was against when they lost to Trevor Simeon. So I think Brady's going to be uh, going to be pretty motivated. I heard some interesting comments, actually, in the week about... Uh, the fact that they've got an early bye week, which is obviously last week, whereas I think the Patriots, uh, the Browns, the Chiefs, the Packers, and someone else have got a very late bye. And I did hear uh, Bruce Arians criticising that. That made me laugh. After all the uh, starts that they've signed, they're now moaning that they're not going to get the right bye week. I thought that was an interesting, uh, interesting choice. But I think Brady will be pretty motivated after the Saints lost. So let's go Bucks uh, minus seven and a half. Uh, out of those early games, by the way, 
because there seems to be a massive underdog that wins every week. In terms of actually winning the game, which team do you think has got the biggest chance to win the game that, that shouldn't? Or I guess, which team who's good has got the biggest chance of losing a game they shouldn't, do you think? I'd 100% go Falcons at Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, that's right as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. I think if the... Yeah, I think if the Saints had Jameis, I'd say the Saints. That three points is not really a big big enough spread to be that much of an underdog. But yeah, Matt Ryan rolling back the years, potentially. You're just saying that because you hate the Cowboys as well. <laughs> you get me all excited, yeah. <laughs> cool, let's move on to the late games then. We've got four, which is nice. Uh, first game then, Cam Newton, not going to be playing. Uh, it's going to be PJ Walker of XFL fame. So it's going to be Panthers at Cardinals. Uh, this is the easier part of the Cardinals schedule here. So we've got Cardinals minus 10. Um, I'm not sure on Kyler Murray's health. I'm going to quickly uh, do a search. But what are your thoughts, with or without him? Minus 10 about right? or? Well, I don't like minus 10 if it's without him. I know they had a great win against the 49ers last week, but how, how often do you expect to be your kind of backup quarterback? And, you know, I'm not sure about Hopkins either. I think I yeah, saw so today. Today, uh, AJ Green was back in practice. Yeah, I saw Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and Rondell Moore. None of them practiced today. Oh dear, that's not very good, is it? That makes so, yeah, we're gonna have, tough. yeah, we're gonna have to kind of just guess really if he's gonna play or not. And does that lead us towards a plus ten? Just take the points. But PJ Walker, I think PJ Walker, you can run him, can't you? You can use some 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 kind of clock and and run him on the ground a bit, but. If you're ever behind, I'm not going to trust any. That sounds absolutely terrible, mate. You've talked me into the Cardinals. I'm going in Cardinals minus ten. <laughs> I'm not having that with PJ Walker, mate. No, no, no Cardinals. If, if, if Cam was playing, would you still go minus ten? No, uh, probably not, because it looks like that. Murray's not going to play again. I mean, I probably wouldn't risk Murray. Just just leave him and get healthy. You'd expect to win this game, never mind the spread, wouldn't you? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, go for that. Oh, this is tough now because I had Cardinals minus 10 written down, but I just want to go. I just want to go Pampers plus 10 with PJ Walker rushing for 150 yards. That's what I want to have. <laughs> But I know there's at least one game in a minute that we're going to be different on. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go Cardinals minus 10 in the hope that Kyler Murray does decide to give it a go. Um, I definitely want to pick the Panthers. 10 and a half, I reckon I've gone Panthers. But 10 will go with uh, go the Cards to keep up their uh, their win streak. Uh, next, then, we've got the uh, the game that I think is going to go differently. <laughs> uh, we've got Vikings at Chargers. Liam's famous Vikings. Chargers Liam's famous Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> in my mind, yeah. Uh, Chargers minus three and a half uh, to over the field goal, which is pretty crucial, I think, to this one. But uh, Chargers not great last week uh, defensively, but pretty good offensively. Vikings kind of the other way around. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Hey, I don't like the look of the Chargers. You know, the last last kind of month has not been great at all. I know they beat the Eagles last week, but I don't think that's really anything to be kind of. <laughs> Shouting from the rooftops on this season, you know, I, I just look at Herbert's like completion rate last week, and it, it, his stats look absolutely incredible. But you can just get so many easy completions against the Eagles. Everyone has kind of those stats. So, yeah, this make this is a real tough game. This because, like you as well, I do kind of like the Vikings. 
Mm. Yeah, I'm a bit of a fan. Um, I think one thing for me is that Chargers' defense has not been great, uh, especially against the pass. And I know that they're going to rush the ball a lot, but you've still got Adam Thielen and you've still got Justin Jefferson who are going to be able to get open quickly against man coverage. So I do think that they're going to be able to cause some damage if if Zimmer actually lets Kirk throw the ball, which is a bit of a different uh, Something that we've question. not spoken about, though, is Dalvin Cook OK to yeah. play? Obviously, we've seen the news this week. Yeah, well, I think if you ask most people, he, he shouldn't be allowed to play. But I've heard no news. Um, there's no, So he's not been suspended at no. the moment. Um, but however, anything could... Uh, Anything could happen with that story because it seems to be getting worse every day. I don't know if you saw the the images and the texts from his girlfriend or wife, whoever she is. But yeah, absolutely good. No, it didn't at all, did it? So that's no. Well. But Matheson, I guess, is a pretty good understudy. If he doesn't play, he's he's done pretty well in the games when he's been out. And I think I would argue that you need to throw the ball more against the Chargers if you actually want to win. Um, but yeah, Austin Eckler has been pretty good. For the Chargers as well. That's another worry for the Vikings, who are much better at defending the pass and the run in the last few weeks as well. I'm I've made my decision, and this is more based on that I need to catch you up, and I think I know what <laughs> you're going to pick. So I'm going to go Chargers <laughs> minus three point five. Not confident in that though at all. I'm just kind of doing it to. I think if you made me pick any underdog to win a game this week, no matter what spread. I would do this one. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I'm, I am going to go Vikings, like you said. They are my uh, team away from uh, Kansas City, I think. Uh, but I like the... I, just the Vikings lose a lot of games on field goals. It's just, I know the Chargers historically have also lost a lot of games on field goals, but I feel like someone's going to lose this game by a field goal. And if that happens, either way, you win if you, if you go with the Vikes because you get the extra plus half a point. So... I'll go Vikings. Uh, in terms of the cash, to win the game, 97% of the money across America is on the Chargers to win this game. So uh, the, the public are definitely fading Kirk Cousins. The under-over here, though, 53 points. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like that. Yeah, I think this could be a great game. I'd, I'd, I'd be very tempted to go over if I was a betting man, definitely. Yeah, same. I think I'd go over as well. It's, there's got to be a couple of games that are massive shootouts, aren't there? And this has got the... Uh, the option, especially if the Vikings go ahead early, like they did last week, it could definitely turn into a turn into a bit of a shootout. Uh, next game, then probably the best game arguably of the uh, whole weekend, I think. Uh, Seahawks at Packers, Packers minus three. Uh, obviously, the typical three-point home favorite, so nothing really shocking there. Rappaport reporting that it's likely that both starting quarterbacks will start. That sounds to me like he knows that he's not allowed to leave the announce because of. Uh, medical reasons that Aaron Rodgers must have already tested negative enough times because when this happened to Tyron Matthew, all they kept saying was he needs to test negative on the day before the game, etc. Whereas they're just saying that Rodgers is likely to play. So I reckon he's already tested negative. So uh, Joe Brogan, shout out. Your advice has worked there. Um, but Russ is probably going to play as well. So this has actually turned out to be a pretty good game in, in the end. Yeah, definitely. They've chose this for Sky, haven't they, for the evening game. Makes Makes sense as opposed to the Vikings Chargers if Ross and Rogers are going to play. So, yeah, overall, if both of those play, I would still lean the Packers quite easily, I think, in this game. I just don't think the Seahawks overall, I think the defence has been 
pretty disappointing. To I think I expect them to be at an elite level, but I expect them to be a kind of a notch up from what they have been. So that doesn't tell me that they can keep Rogers and his weapons in check. So quite an easy one for this, to be honest with you. I'm going to go Packers minus three. Yeah, I'm the same as you. Um, I just do think I think. Rogers is a little bit like this as well, that he'll be absolutely buzzing to have a, an incredible performance after all the, the rubbish surrounding him and his stupid comments and, and, and people slating him and stuff like that. So I do think he'll be uh, he'll be wanting to prove people wrong and seeing how bad it went with uh, with Jordan Love last weekend. So, yeah, I'll go Packers, uh, Packers minus three. Uh, if they lose this, though, Seahawks still, still in playoff contention or... Or not, or is it just because the seven seed so bad potentially in the NFC they could still scrape in later on? Well, at three and six, I was saying that the Eagles were finished, but Seahawks will be three and six with Russell Wilson. I believe it's going to be close to getting 500 or maybe one game under 500 for the seventh seed just without its trending. So I wouldn't say it's over, but I'd say you're going to have to beat the teams in your division. Which is obviously no small task, is it? No, I think that's exactly why Wilson wants to come back for this game, isn't it? He doesn't want to wait any more weeks after the last Geno loss. Um, cool, let's move over to the team then that will probably end up trading for Russell Wilson. Uh, your Philadelphia Eagles uh, at the Denver Broncos. Broncos are favoured by two and a half, which does mean if this was the Super Bowl, the neutral field, A, it would be a terrible Super Bowl. <laughs> the uh, Eagles would actually be favoured by half a point technically because they haven't got the full three points at home. So, as an Eagles fan, when you saw the spread, what were your initial thoughts? Thought it was a good one, or you think the Broncos should have been favoured by a little bit more? Um, yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Because the just the Eagles just aren't very good. So, <laughs> but the but you but you know what you get really from the Broncos. I think that was. Not necessarily the overall game for the Cowboys. I don't think the Cowboys are quite up there with the NFC elite like the Bucks. But yeah, the the offense you can't expect that every week, can you, from the Broncos? But what I would say is that Teddy, like I said, the the, the coverage that the Eagles play in the secondary is so soft that he can just get nice pickups of between 8 and kind of 15 all day long. Play it safe. It's kind of Teddy's game. He's not going to need to bomb it on the Eagles sort of thing. He can just steady down the field, which makes it kind of an easy decision for me. I think I'm going to go Broncos minus 2.5 because the Eagles just can't get a balance right in the game plan. It's going to be either 45 throws and two rushes. <laughs> Or 45 rushes and just a few throws from Hurts. But I think it'll be a close game overall. But smartly trying to get back at you, I've, I've got to go Broncos minus two and a half. I can't keep choosing the Eagles. Well, just to rub it in now, I am going to choose the Eagles. Oh. <laughs> against the Broncos again. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. Every few weeks, I think you get enough from Jane Hurts to, to win a game like this. I know the Lions is a different story, but. Uh, I, I think against not good offences, the Eagles sometimes can keep up. And then I think I'll just take the plus points if it's going to be a close game. So you never know, at seven, well, actually, it's at nine o'clock in there. By 10.30, I could be regretting this choice. But I'm going to go Eagles plus two and a half and hope they can get some pressure at the middle on Terry and, and cause a bit of an issue. But I think Jerry Judy's back, isn't he? Which is a massive, massive plus for the Broncos. But why not? Let's go a bit of Devontae Smith, Jane Hurts connection and, and go for the Eagles. 
Let's go. This is the one I'd be the most happy to lose. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And that's five differences as well for the week with uh, two games to go. So we've got the primetime game now, start off Sunday night football. Uh, my personal favourite game of the week, which I'm very nervous about. So we have Chiefs at Raiders. Uh, Chiefs are favoured on the road by two and a half points. Um, first time in the Mahomes era that Chiefs haven't been favoured by uh, more than a field goal against the Raiders, which I think says a lot about how uh, the Chiefs have played in the last three or four weeks. What was your thoughts on this spread? Do you think, well, I, I imagine you didn't, but do you think the Ra- Raiders might have been favoured or closer than this, potentially? No, I don't think so. Um, just being it is still the Chiefs. I, you need to kind of go a full season of this level before you can start saying, oh, kind of remembrance on the Chiefs. It is still the Chiefs and Mahomes and all the weapons. So... I think don't think it helps me in this decision because I kind of liked the Raiders in this game, but that made that performance last week against the Giants. It's got to be better than that to beat the Chiefs. So that if it was anything else apart from like a bottom basement team, if they'd have lost a game last week, I would have been much much more confident on the Raiders. But as it stands now, that's really really put me off. Because I've been thinking, I've been looking at the, obviously kind of obviously talking to you about it every week, and I always kind of look at the schedule and kind of earmark the Chiefs because they are still outside the playoffs, aren't they? And I was thinking, how long is that going to last? But yeah, no, nah, I'm going to have to go the Chiefs because that the game against the Giants has scared me last week. I know the Giants' defense played well actually, and they have got some good pieces on the Giants' defense, but. It puts me off. It's still the Giants. So, yeah, and I think it was the Giants at home as well, which sounds weird, but the Giants are actually way worse at home than they are on the road. Like, Daniel Jones' record away was like twice as good at home, and they managed to win a game. So, yeah, that, that is a little bit worse. I think um, Carr had three turnovers as well, didn't they? Which is very much like the old Derek Carr, not the Carr we've seen all season. Yeah. Um, but against the Chiefs, in the last, uh, against my, the last season, Derek Carr was 45 for 62, 642 yards passing and five passing TDs. He does enjoy playing the Chiefs, but um, I'm going to go to Chiefs minus two and a half as well. Obviously, I think I picked the Chiefs. Well, no, I don't think I know. I've picked the Chiefs every week, so I'm probably going to pick them for... The only week I won't pick it is the week they're on a bye, basically. I think that'll probably be the case. But uh, defence has looked pretty good, actually, the last few weeks. Melvin Ingram was really good last week. Frank Clark actually put up his most pressures since being a Chief, apart from the uh, Super Bowl uh, in the last two weeks as well. Um, so he, he's coming into form. Chris Jones has been moved back into tackle, defensive tackle. Now they've got Melvin Ingram. So I actually think the defence, now they've got rid of Sorensen and uh, got, got a pass rush, I think the defence is a little bit better now, which gives me some hope against a quarterback that when he throws one interception, he can definitely get uh, pretty skittish in the pocket. So I think that that's a benefit. Uh, offense has still not been good. Uh, CH probably won't be back this week. It'll probably be next week. He's back in practice, but I can't imagine they'd risk him so soon um, when we don't really run the ball loads anyway. So it's not like you're going to miss him tremendously. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I just think Mahomes in the second half last week was much better than the first half and uh, some drops from Travis Kelsey and Cole Hardman kind of cost him a much better performance. I'm hoping hoping he can uh, he can improve. Um, but we'll see. But I'll take Chiefs minus, uh, minus two and a half. The spread on this one uh, is it's actually a little bit higher than I thought with how the offense looked. But again, I think part of that is obviously because of the Chiefs. 
uh, history. The under over is 42 and a half. Uh, sorry, 52 and a half. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, over. You go over, yeah. Yeah. The Raiders can score in bunches, can't they, when they're on it, at least. Yeah, they definitely can. Just having a look here, one thing, like taking the spread and whatnot out of it, make the like the obviously every game at this stage five and three and five and four in your division is a huge game but the chiefs apart from the texans have the worst conference record at one and four gotta oh, win yeah. any yeah, bit... you take that to one and five it's going to be difficult to get like a wild card tiebreaker isn't it if it if the worst comes to the worst and the chiefs don't get back and win the division it's going to get quite difficult yeah, definitely. And um, I know I like the Vikings, I'm biased, but the Chargers lose in the early game. Whoever wins this game apparently would be top of the division, uh, even though the Chiefs have lost to the Chargers. Uh, I read earlier that if uh, Raiders, whoever went, Raiders, Chiefs could be top. Maybe that means join top, I don't know. But, no, uh, no it would be because obviously the, the Chiefs would, uh, either team would have six wins, wouldn't they as well? So that would just take the winning percentage. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, true, yeah. So that may be what it is. So yeah, uh, this is a huge game. It's a huge game for both. Uh, Tyler, everyone knows this the podcast. He comes on our weekend, does our mini pods fantasy. He is a Raiders fan, so we've already both spoken about it. And he was very nervous, just like I was. I think Raiders fans are feeling it as well, that if they don't win this game, I think they could start spiraling. And I think if the Chiefs don't win this game, they're not necessarily going to spiral, but I think they can leave themselves in too much of a hole. So yeah, it should be good. It's a fun one. I wish the clocks hadn't changed in America. <laughs> It's a 1.30 a.m. start again, isn't it? So, yeah. We'll you'll, you'll probably wake up to uh, either a very angry or a very happy text from me. So we'll <laughs> see how that goes. Uh, last game of the week then, Monday Night Football. Rams at 49ers. Uh, current line, this for me, is the second most shocking line behind the Titans of the week. Uh, Rams are only favoured by three and a half on the road to the 49ers who look terrible. What were your thoughts when, when I sent you the line? Did this one stand out at all to you as well? Shocking. I was going to say, is it a typo? Because if it is, I'm having minus 3.5, like on an official document. <laughs> and, uh, mate, I'm having the Rams at that. That's I, I can't believe it. I can't yeah, believe it. You watch the 49ers kind of offence and think that that's going to be a closest game. You know, minus three and a half, you're expecting that to be a pretty close game, aren't you? Just over a field goal. No way am I picking the 49ers there. Yeah, 86% of the money is all on is on the Rams. I think in America it's plus four in most places, but um, Sky and William Hill and places like that. In England, they've got three and a half, so you get that extra extra half a point. But yeah, I'm with you. I think Jimmy G's looked pretty poor. He has actually had his own calf injury as well, hasn't he? I know he's come back from, but he's still he's not moving incredibly well. He had one good game, didn't he? Then he's very much back to his old self. The defence, though, is the worry for me. The cornerback play last week was terrible. Uh, and they're not getting as much pressure. Like, in the off-season, when we looked at the, the... I know I wasn't as high on them as you were, but when we looked at the, the rosters, we were both... Even I was like, oh, if you look at the defensive line, they're going to cause us a lot of trouble. And through injuries and kind of some dips in performance, they're just not getting the pass rush either. And I think the Ramzo line have been pretty good before last week against the Titans. So I don't think the, the defence is going to be great. So... Yeah, I'm with you. I know they haven't got um, obviously got the Sean Jackson anymore, but I still think the Rams minus three and a half is a is a pretty good bet. I think Sean McVay and, and probably Cooper Cup as well are, are going to bounce back after a pretty average week last weekend. But yeah, we'll see. What do you think? Uh, what do you think of the under over for this one as well? Then the under over is 49 and a half, so nearly 50 points with the 49ers involved. Would you be going under with how good the Rams' defense is, or you think this could be a little bit of a not shootout but high scoring game at least? 
No, I'd go. I'd go. I'd be confident in going over. Rams always seem to be involved in kind of high-scoring games, don't they? So I'd expect. I'd expect some kind of mid to high thirties from the Rams in this game. Any chance they could have been keeping it secret all week, and then two hours before the game, it looks like Trey Lance is a starter, or Carl Shanahan not that clever anymore. I mean, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? I just don't think that that's going to happen. It seems like something that they would kind of announce in the week. I think it needs to come though now. Do you not think towards kind of end of the season, especially if they, fl- they lose this game, the Forty Nines will be three and seven. No, no, they'll be three and six, sorry, if they lose this game. To me, then, it's time to turn it over to Lance. It's just like the most outside of outside chance of the playoffs then. So you'd have to turn it over to Trey Lance, I think. You need to know kind of what you're going to And I mean, Shanahan, he needs wins. Surely, (laughs) surely he can't be bulletproof. No, I think John Lynch as well, probably more importantly, the GM will be wanting to get some wins. I don't think he can be bulletproof either, to be honest, but... Yeah, I, I know we've spoken about it loads about the Eagles having the, the the Miami pick, but Miami have also actually got the 49ers pick. So if you go three and six, there's a chance that picks, I know it's early, but there's a chance that pick is slated to be number seven, six, seven, eight range. Um, and you haven't even got it. Uh, and you haven't got the one the year after either. And you haven't got your third round this next year either. So you're going to struggle to actually replenish this roster. So I do think they, uh, they need to win some games. I think if they lose this for me, and the Seahawks do well against the Packers. I just think it's going to be not impossible, but highly improbable. They can uh, they can make the playoffs. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, that's it then for, for all the games. Uh, a bit of a roundup. Like I said, it's seventy four sixty seven for me at the moment. So you're seven seven behind. But we do have what is it? Five differences this week. So first of all, I've gone with the Browns plus two and a half. You've gone with the Pats minus two and a half. I've gone with the Bills and minus 11.5. You've gone with the, the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 plus 11.5, Mike White Army. Oh, mate, when uh, you read it back, it's painful. Well, that's what I felt when I was uh, just about to say this one. I've gone with Lions. <laughs> plus, <laughs> why have I gone with the Lions? But we did say it. Since you said it, you, that's it. It's locked in. So Lions plus A, you've gone Steelers minus A. I think you're going to win that one. Uh, I've gone with my Minnesota Vikings plus 3.5 against the Chargers, minus 3.5 for you. Uh, and then last of all, I've gone with your Philadelphia Eagles plus two and a half, and you've gone with the Broncos minus two and a half. I've got a sneaky feeling that game could be uh, a little bit crucial for who wins the week. Uh, I think that's a 9.25 kickoff as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, it's a late one. So we'll see. Some good games there. Um, some really important games for the playoffs as well. So uh, let us know your thoughts on Twitter. Go follow us at go for 2 podcast the number two. Uh, go follow Patrick at MuggsNFL. Uh, and enjoy the weekend, guys. We will speak to you soon. Yeah, I'll speak to you soon, everybody.